0: Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast, episode number 154 with Elliot Felix, talking about his recently released book, How to Get the Most Out of College. Uh, He brings a wealth of experience and knowledge and uh, input from interviews that he did uh, for the book. And this is a really great conversation uh, to help equip uh, hired professionals and the students they work with, with uh, the great research and insights of uh, how to get the most out of college. There's a lot that goes into that. And, uh, you know, the tagline that I'm so glad has come up in this episode and, and others recently is that it matters less where you go, just what you do while you go there uh, on whatever campus you're at uh, or while you study online. So really appreciate Elliot's time and already shared some great stuff to check out in the show notes as well. So uh, definitely go uh, take a look there and connect with Elliot to keep the conversation going. Go check out his book. Uh, But without further ado, after this brief message uh, from our sponsor, this is episode number 154, a bonus episode with Elliot Felix.
1: This episode is brought to you by KitCaster. KitCaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation.
0: So today we are exploring uh, the student experience in the sense of uh, how do students kind of make meaning out of their experience and navigate uh, the complex systems of higher education successfully. Um, There's a lot of kind of discourse. Obviously, it's been going on for years around, you know, how do we support students uh, just kind of broadly and help them make the most of their experience. So uh, super excited to talk uh, all about that today. And, um, you know, we'll start out as we always do. Elliot, if you want to just introduce yourself quickly and give a brief overview of your professional background
1: and how you got to be where you are today. Sure. I'm happy to, Justin, and excited to be here. I, I think one of the reasons I'm excited to be here is I'm also a higher ed geek, uh, and an education <laughs> geek more broadly. And I geek out on this, I think from a couple of different, uh, perspectives. One is as a dad of, of young kids and, and thinking about how to help them be, uh, creative and, and thinking about AI and automation and not, you know, turn them into little calculators. I, I also come to it as a as a student Um, i was trained uh, and educated in architecture at uh, uva and mit and i tried when i was a student to be an advocate for for my fellow students and trying to improve the experience you know on student government doing lots of different projects and sessions and surveys and um, i'm occasionally a professor i try and uh, Join a few classes each each semester as a guest speaker and help students with uh, connecting how their classes might relate to a career and trying to be a bridge between education and and practice. Uh, and and finally, I I geek out on education as the founder of Bright Spot Strategy. That's a a company that's on a mission to create more engaging equitable, sustainable experiences for for students. And I've been lucky enough to be a consultant to uh, more than 100 colleges and universities, helping them create a better student experience, attract and retain students by improving their spaces, their support services, the technology. And it might be thinking about their classrooms, their instructional design, their technology support, so learning can be more interactive. It might be about Uh, bringing together a bunch of different student services uh, to make them more visible and accessible to students. It might be about reimagining libraries to be a student success hub where you can not only study for a test or write a paper, but get help on the writing or get help visualizing data or get help fabricating a a prototype or or even talk to a, a career advisor about how that project might be positioned in your portfolio, and how that you know could lead to an internship. So, lots of different ways to geek out on on higher ed, and uh, excited excited to be here. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and I, I love it because um, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the that passion, the interest, and like you know, kind of deep diving on stuff is uh, certainly the name of the game here. And I think uh, the work that you do, kind of you know, consulting and building up the systems and uh, kind of infrastructure on the institution side for, you know, that, that's going to be conducive to supporting student success, I think, is a big part of it. And then the other part of it is, you know, we need to help students kind of have the roadmaps to understand the resources that are available to them and how to sort of maximize the potential of all of this that is uh, available to them. So we're going to be kind of locking into that perspective of, you know, helping to kind of inform the kind of working philosophies and uh, things of hired professionals and, you know, doing that through really, you know, kind of walking a mile and, uh, you know, the shoes of today's students and everything. But, um, you know, you kind of have, uh, some collateral, some content here, uh, on this topic that you've done recently, writing a book, uh, exploring how, you know, just tips for students to be successful in college and everything. So I'll let you, uh, sure, you know, you could explain it better than I can.
1: Uh, what is the book exactly and how did it come to be? Well, the book is called how to get the most out of college and I can say. Coming up with the title was the hardest part of the of the whole thing. <laughs> it took about six months to write and uh, practically the uh, you know several months to really settle on the title as i was as I was writing it but the the idea was in in my consulting work, I saw lots of recurring themes and lots of needs uh, on the parts of of students uh, to belong to to better access and understand and take advantage of the support services that you know might be available to them, whether it's about you know, information or data or technology or advising um, needs to understand how their classes connect to a career path and seeing that there's a lot of inequity in the system. And I thought well, I could share the lessons I've learned from, from this consulting and do it in a way that helps level the playing field. Uh, you know, that's particularly helpful for students that uh, maybe don't have the information or don't have uh, an advocate, and so maybe can't take full advantage of of what their college or university uh, has has to offer. And so I I looked around at what was already there, and there's a there's a lot of great information there, but I did see kind of a gap it, it seemed like you know when you look at the things that are there about uh, about college and i i came to find out that at least on amazon this is called academic development counseling that's the category that the book is in mm-hmm. um you know, things tend to either be about before or after you go before during or after so getting in choosing a college and then a little bit about while you're there, and then a little bit about the career, but very little that bridges bridges those three. And then they also seem to either be serious and quite dense, or they were quite you know social. You know how to get along with your roommate, and um, and a lot of them uh, didn't didn't really have the student voice. Uh, also, some were kind of in taking the like the shortcut camp. You know how can I. How can I get through college doing as little as possible? uh, Which didn't sound like a a great thing to me. So I was really trying to fill that gap with something that bridges before and after that's both uh, talks about academics and career and social and that uh, showcases the stories of students uh, to help other students. And my background is in design I started off as an architect and I, I found my way into strategy consulting because I I realized that we didn't know enough as architects about the, the people we were designing for. I wanted to learn more and, um, and then realized that uh, changing their space alone wasn't going to solve all the problems we were uncovering from the surveys and the interviews and the focus groups. So that mm. was kind of the impetus to start Brightspot. And I... I tried to apply that design background to writing the book, uh, for instance, uh, testing it out, uh, and, uh, tr- like prototyping it on social media. So I, I started with a post a day and saw what was resonating with people in terms of length and format and, and, and subject area. And the, the fun part was after a couple of months, I ran out of steam. You know, I ran out of the, the studies and the evidence and the lessons that I knew, which was a great sign to go talk to other people. And so then I, I conducted lots of interviews with other experts and um, put that all together and got lots of feedback from a, sort of an informal advisory board of students and, and faculty and, and, and staff across higher ed and, and uh, revised it and it, it came out in, um, in February yeah and congrats yeah uh, you know months of
0: work you said and uh yeah just talking to all these folks and yeah cause i think it, it is great like how you came at it where it's like the best of all those worlds of like not being you know because it's like the books that i read in my grad program about like well all the research and it's just like a big tome of you know numbers and figures and charts and whatever and the theories and everything it's like all that is important but if you can kind of mash it up and synthesize it all together around you know yeah personal anecdotes and the interviews talking with experts looking at the research and then you know certainly just your own unique perspective and thoughts and takes and expertise yeah and i'm also impressed and i don't know if like uh i'm always curious with these things like because the kind of subtitle is that it has like 127 ways uh I'll read 127 ways to make connections and make it work for you and make a difference, you know, in relation to how to get the most out of college. So was there a reason why
1: you chose 127? Great, great question. It's really the magic number. Uh, no, I, I, you know, the, the way, the way I landed on 127, which I do like as a, as a number, which is, you know, we can geek out on numbers too, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's a prime number. They add up to 10. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's odd, which is, which is, I think, good. It's good to be odd. But, uh, the way I landed there is as I was writing the book, the, the structure emerged and that is to have three sections. The first is like a no, before you go, you know, understanding yourself and understanding your college options. And a lot of that is taking this design perspective you know in order to design something you know, need to know who you're designing for so that and that's you that's that's the student so you have to start there and uh and so there were two chapters there you know five to ten uh, tips each and then the middle section covers the common facets of college life classes career path campus uh, clubs and and uh, and community uh, technology and there's five to ten or so tips for each of those and then the third section which is really where i was learning from and leaning on uh, so many great experts is a chapter for each different aspect of of student identity and and it's not comprehensive but it's a it's a good place to start and it covers uh, first gen students lgbtq plus students students with disabilities students with children uh, students of color, international students, uh, veterans, transfer students, student athletes, and so when you look at those seventeen chapters and you have you know five or ten each uh, tips, you end up with around uh, around one hundred and twenty seven, and that seemed like a good place to stop for now and get it out and get it into the hands of of, uh, of students and and families uh, and coaches and counselors and, uh, and faculty, staff administration within higher ed. Perfect. Yeah. That's uh, exactly kind of where I
0: wanted to go next. But I think like, I always think of, cause so much of it, like you said, like just settling on the title, there's, you know, maybe some, uh, back and forth there. And then like, yeah, like w- what number should it be? Because like, it could be like, well, I did 127. Then what if somebody does 128, then it's like, whatever, um, but, uh, yeah, that all makes sense. It's, it's a good. Good uh, figure there. It may seem as though this doesn't, uh, this isn't immediately relevant or applicable to faculty, staff, you know, the folks who have already gone through college and are now working there. But I think it is such a great resource that could be shared with their students or just, again, being able to kind of think again back to that time when you were a student and, you know, maybe navigating things on your own. But Life has also changed a lot, you know, for uh, today's students and everything from how they were before. So, what is your take on how you think this book applies to hired professionals? Like, how how do you envision maybe them using it?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a great question because they're you know they're one of the three audiences I had in mind: students and families, and coaches and counselors, and then higher ed folks. And I think you know if you're in student affairs or you're working in the library or faculty member or you're part of the senior administration. I think the first use case is that how to get the most out of college can be inspiration for you to provide the kinds of classes, support services, community, career paths that students are looking for. So it's 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 basically a a yardstick you can use to see how you're measuring up and maybe it will reveal some gaps, some opportunities. You know, for instance, one of the One of the real themes in the book is belonging. And one of the things that maybe encompasses, you know, when you, when you add them all up, there's quite a bit on different identity centers on the the pride center, on the first gen center, on the, um, student athlete center, on the transfer center, because these are such important places on campus and online for students to find community, to access resources. So maybe you read this book and you, and you say, gosh, you know, how how are we doing on our identity centers? Or, you know, another big theme of the book is, is helping students ask for help and advocate for themselves and get all sorts of different help, whether it's, you know, writing a paper or talking to a, to a counselor. And there's there's a lot of research on the efficacy of uh, visibility and and bringing together different student services. So if you're if you work for a college or university, maybe you take a hard look at how your services are organized digitally and physically, and and look to make them more um, more successful. So I think it's it's a tool for inspiration, evaluation, assessment. I think secondly, it can be a direct resource for the folks that are working directly with students. So if you work in on the first year experience, if you work in a student success center, if you work in uh an advising center or career services, this is something you could actually give to students. It's something you could review with students. They could uh do some reading, they could do some homework, um, that you could use it for the, you know, the curriculum or the roadmap for a first year seminar for for instance. Uh, so those are the those are the two things uh, i I thought about indirectly as inspiration and evaluation and directly as a resource in in the work with uh, with students,
0: yeah like a first year seminar like those sort of you know sort of venues that would be uh, just really applicable to have this as a sort of a guidebook you know sort of a, a workbook that you can get, like you know all right we're focusing on these things we'll discuss them you know try to put them in the motion and those sort of things so um like you have like the reflection piece you know that could be added in with the the book as kind of the guide so what do you think you know with all of this being said what do you think most people misunderstand about kind of the college going experience right now because i think oftentimes you know whether it's policymakers or uh you know leadership at institutions like they're reflecting a lot on what their experience was like and sometimes kind of just shooting from the hip and kind of making decisions that way so like you know this book again it kind of has that benefit where it's like okay this is sort of like the current state of things and how students are you know navigating things and making decisions about what to do and how to do it. Um, so I think it could help kind of demystify certain things. But I don't know if you found you know maybe from like your discussions with students where they felt as though people didn't fully understand what it's like to be a college student right now.
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely some of that, and there's definitely you know people making decisions based on an n of one you know their own experience decades ago and i do think a lot of folks you know misunderstand who who today's students are um and where there's a tension between today's students and 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 what they need and what they expect um versus you know what maybe what's uh, been happening um what the traditions are, but I think, um, I, I think I, I see a, f- a few, a few things. So what, one is that who are today's students are and what do they, what do they need and maybe more broadly, how does higher ed sit within an, an external economic demographic, you know, technological context, I, I think f- for instance, the, the, the job of being a college student is just much more complicated and stressful, you know, than it was years ago. And one, one statistic, I, I just, I can't get over is the, the work of Raj Chetty, Opportunity Insights, finding that 30 years ago, uh, you had an 80% chance of having a better life better standard of living than your parents and now that's down to a 50 50 shot so just that plus the increase in cost means that you know it it really shouldn't surprise anyone that today's students are more cost conscious than they're more career career focused um and even though there are lots of studies like the georgetown center for education the workforce finding that hey a liberal arts degree does pay off in the end and it, it just takes a few years to catch up to a stem degree some people don't have that luxury they you know they can't wait for five years to have a lower you know a lower salary they've got bills to pay loans to pay so I think that that external context ha- has changed a lot and uh, and that's something that that folks get wrong uh, but I think more specifically in the book there there are three things that I tried to do to address what I saw as common uh, misunderstandings about uh, what it means to be a college student and, and what the experience is like one is I think we have the wrong story in higher ed we're telling ourselves that higher ed is something to navigate which though it can feel like one I get that imagining college as an obstacle course is is the wrong way to think about it it's too passive It's too negative. It's too generic. I think it's much better to think about college as something you create, you take charge of, you customize, uh, rather than just passively navigate. And so that's really the big idea in the book is every student is a designer of their own experience and the 127 tips in the book, those are the building blocks to create it. I think the second misconception is people think about classes, social activities, career as separate, but the more you can connect those, the better off you are, because then you have that feeling of, of belonging. You find your people. You also are more likely to find your purpose and a sense of career path. So instead of thinking of those things separately, maybe a group of students do a group project together, and that's a chance to work together, make friends, discover a career path, you know maybe it's uh, they do a uh, marketing campaign for a local nonprofit. maybe it even leads to to an internship. And I think then the third misconception is it's not where you go, it's how you go. I think we focus as a country way too much on where you go to college, not how you go to college. And my book is really trying to put that how right front and center so that students you know with the help of of family friends advisors they can make those everyday decisions that help them learn that help them grow that help them belong that help them um, succeed yeah i mean that's something
0: i exactly say all the time um is like it matters less where you go but just that you go to college and then what you do while you're there and um i think it my hope with trying to implore people with that like concept is that yeah, like it frees you up from being like, Oh, well, I'm just going to my like local public school, like murp murp. It's like, no, I mean, it's incredible that you are there and that you have this experience and you know, all of the, the options and things that can come from it. And yeah, I think it it is also like a good sort of pivot that you were saying as well about like, you know, this is, it's it's almost like the recipe for how to like yeah like how to get the most out of college like you're it's not like this is how you survive or something like this like treacherous like you know you know sort of obstacle course as you called it like um yeah like this is what you would hope every student can do and experience while they're at college and everything and I think just to kind of keep flowing on this topic like what I wanted to ask too because I think you were kind of getting there too is like you know so great you know students read this they've got you know reference points for how they're going to build you know have those building blocks of uh you know experience at college where they're they're getting yeah the the career network and friends and you know purpose and all these sort of things so like what do you see are like the the outcomes the impacts you know on kind of the campus environment or things like that because i think it's all of that probably resonates it makes a lot of sense everything that we've covered so far of like yeah you know we want students to have that belonging and all those sort of things, you know, that, that is what we aspire towards as hired professionals and everything. But um, I'm just imagining that there is a, you know, e- e- even further sort of like, I, I've started to like hate that I just always go to this, but like the ROI of like, of, of like investing in this because it's like, you can't always like measure the things that matter. But um, yeah, I guess just, just your thoughts on that, of like sort of like how this sort of manifested feels and how you, how you sort of see... You know, students getting the most out of college, and and what that sort of,
1: yeah, like the end product of it, I guess. Yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great question, and it is it is complex, and you can't always measure what matters. That's that's absolutely the case, and lots of times people get caught with measuring the you know the things that are the easiest to measure. Um, like we, in our consulting work, we find people when, when we're talking about somebody's campus, they're absolutely trying to get uh the most efficient use of as possible of their classrooms meanwhile uh, their offices which is you know usually two to three times sometimes four times as much office space on a campus as there are classrooms those are sitting empty you know especially now and Mm -hmm. it's just that you know it's very easy to measure the classroom utilization because you just get a report from the scheduling system and it's very difficult to measure the offices. So I, I do think people some are are measuring what's easiest to measure at times. Uh, but I also think uh, students have have loans to pay and if you think about that shift in um you know from an 80% to a 50-50 shot, I think it's only natural for people to be looking for, for the ROI and the way the way I think about this is there's a there's a who there's a where there's a what and there's a how of college, and we've been focusing a lot on on the where, which is good. That's you know that that's important. But the, as we just talked about, there the how is pretty important too. I think recently there's a lot of emphasis on the what, which is great in in terms of what to study, the program of study, and there's now there's all this great uh, data from the college scorecard that talks about salary after, after graduation. And, uh, there's at least three that I've seen the third way, Mike, Itzkowitz uh, study, the Georgetown study, the bipartisan policy center, all looking at the ROI by program. And I think that's, that's really important. Probably not as the first step to think about, you know, oh, I'm gonna look at the ROI of a particular major uh to figure out what to study but more I'm going to think about my interests and and then check that against uh the program at at the schools I'm I'm going to so I think that those are those are well covered I think the who part is a great way to get at ROI because thinking about who you are and uh who you want to become uh, that's what helps you set the goals and I think the best way to m- measure ROI is relative to relative to your goals and what you and what you value um and then the last is the is the how part and that's what the book is about the book is how do you make these everyday decisions you know what what should i do my class project on what club should i get involved in um what uh what internship should i do an internship and and if so how and where and why and um how could i do a serving learn a service learning project that makes an impact on the you know on the community um, these are the everyday decisions that really add up to you getting the most out of college and getting the value and there's good research behind these things i mean one of the some of the studies i found um, there's a seven percent wage premium uh, for student leaders you know having led a student organization or they're going to make seven percent more coming out of college Uh, found other, other studies that, you know, service learning projects where you're doing something in the, you know, in the community, um, those are associated with about a 6k salary bump, um, uh, doing a co-op. Those are associated with also about a 6k, um, salary bump. So I, I think when we're thinking about ROI, we should think about the who, the where, the how, and the what, um, together and, um, and not not just focus on the wear and the brand and uh, and the and the easy things to measure.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think it's one of those things I think would help motivate people to expand those opportunities. Sometimes like they're just very few opportunities for students at a particular campus to do like a alternative spring break or something. So it's like, okay, how can we like invest in these things that we know are like really high impact and allow for more students to have the option the you know the potential to get the get the most out of college and everything and and i think like because i guess i I wanted to kind of head in that direction because i think you know some aren't but it's sort of easy to try to get started with it of the idea of like well yeah if you start really expanding these opportunities for the things that we know work really well to create meaningful experiences for students like you're probably going to see you know higher retention or student satisfaction because they you know everything's kind of clicking and working and they have a sense of belonging and um you know they're working towards finding their uh, their purpose and passions and all that good stuff so um yeah i think knowing too in addition to that uh some of those easy quantitative measures that people uh might think of first there's also all these other great long-term uh sort of career and kind of gainfully employing uh benefits as well which um yeah i mean it's really important like that is not the only purpose of why colleges exist is to just like get people good jobs it's like but that's a big part of it like especially now just with so many people going like it is such a great you know uplifting force and you know as long as we do you know help informed students make the right decisions about where to go to study what and all that you know and pay a price that Uh, works well for them and you know get funding from different sources and things like that there's so much to it but yeah I mean just having more informed students there's a laundry list of of benefits and I'm uh, very grateful to see folks in a lot of different ways putting energy into making that a reality helping students to be more informed about their uh, college choices and then just you know remember that being like a kind of key economic uh concept like you know you have to make choices and there's like sort of opportunity cost so it's like okay if i've got this book it's going to show me you know uh what i should do and why and uh all those sort of things so um obviously you know we have your book we will uh link out to that in the show notes but if there's other stuff that maybe helped inspire uh things for the book uh that you'd want to give a shout out to or um, just other stuff that's grabbing your attention always just like to uh, put in some stuff in the show notes for folks to check out.
1: One of the best parts of the book was the opportunity to talk to so many other great experts, and it's it's hard to do, you know, decades or a, a career of work justice, you know, in a single in a single tip of a you know, on a single page. Um, so I think people can use the book as a way to get introduced if they're they're not already familiar with lots of the other folks I talked to. And so uh, those are those are great resources like um, Dr. Terrell Strayhorn at Virginia Union University and the College Transition Collaborative. Those were two great resources on uh, on belonging. Um, I was lucky enough to speak with um, Dr. Shante White at uh, the Institute for Women's Policy Research on student parents. They have a, a great uh, initiative there. Um, NASPA has the Center for um, First Gen Students student success. And I talked to, uh, Diana Weintraub Stafford from there. I talked to, uh, Bill Carter, uh, about, uh, student athletes from student athlete insights. So those are all great, uh, great resources to, to check out. I think a couple of the other things that come to mind, I just read a, a fantastic three-part story about student parents in Teen Vogue that I, I think is just great to check out if you're if, if people are trying to understand who today's students are and it's um it's it's either one in four or one in five uh, students are uh, have children, um, which I think is the you know is the kind of stat that surprises lots of folks. I'm I'm a big fan of this podcast. I'm I'm also so you know they could check out this podcast, but they already are. So in addition to that, I would say there's a great podcast called How to First Gen which is um, by and for first gen students. And that's a fantastic window into that experience. Um, not too long ago, they had this amazing episode on um, the kind of pros and cons of living on versus off campus, uh, you know, socially, financially. And uh, I guess the last resource that comes to mind is all these great new studies on the ROI by program of study or, or major, the, third way one the georgetown won the bipartisan policy center um so that's what comes to mind but my you know my hope is that people can use the um bibliography in the book because there's i think about 300 different studies in there and um yeah, they can use that to 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 go deeper if they if they want
0: yeah honestly pro tip i do that often <laughs> um so uh Great. Yeah, well, I'll try at least uh, for some of the folks you name dropped to uh, see if I can pull up some uh, websites or whatnot to uh, share out. But um, as we end the episode, always just love to give an opportunity for a final thought or call to action to uh, wrap everything up. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've covered so much so far and have made some really great points. But yeah, happy to kind of give you the floor to uh,
1: end the episode here. Well, this is this is great. and I. I guess I'll end by saying two things. One is that, you know, while we've been talking about the the problems in in higher ed and the the challenges of adjusting to today's students and and uh rethinking traditions and enabling belonging, I'm incredibly optimistic uh about higher education. I I think it's I think it's a fantastic place to uh uncover who you are and, 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 uh, find your, find your place, find your people, um, learn about something of, of interest, find your purpose, find your, find your path. So, um, while I think there's things that we can do better, I also think it's, it's pretty damn great. And, uh, and it, and this is a chance I think to make it even better and Secondly, I think the way to do that, I, you you know, you reference the subtitle of the book. That's kind of my advice in a nutshell. Um, and the the first is f- for people to make connections, you know, between their their classes, their activities. Um, have this kind of connector mindset, which you know, I'm a bit biased. That that kind of gets uh, bred into you in 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 design. But I think, you know, it's, it's very healthy for people to make these connections so that a class relates to a club, relates to a career path, uh, and, and connect with people as well. I think then to make a difference, to look, to apply that, uh, to help, uh, help in the, in the community, you can be a peer mentor, you can do a service learning project, um, and you can make it work for you, which I think has, has a lot to do with, um, advocating for yourself, um. And, uh, and, uh, really taking full advantage of what, um, what the college and university offers offers for you, which, you know, I get that that can be challenging and there's lots of reasons why people don't feel like they can. And I, I hope this, uh, informs and empowers and inspires them, uh, when they can, so let's, uh, I guess let's celebrate all that's great about going to college and let's make it even better with the right, uh, the right information and the right, um, opportunities. Yeah, absolutely agree. Because I think like,
0: we, we know a lot about what, you know, the stuff that you write about in this book, like it's just continuing to sort of bold underline and add additional sort of depth and color and context and all that. So yeah, for hired professionals out there, if, if they, you know, read through this and just feel that much more inspired and motivated to expand access to the great opportunities that, college can, can provide and yeah i mean i'm i geek out about higher ed i'm up you know optimist in all aspects of my life and certainly they feel that way about higher ed where i think we have a lot to uh to reckon with and things will continue to be sort of uh turbulent but we will uh persevere and i think come out of it uh you know come out of this sort of stormy phase that is starting to clear a bit uh which you know with that much more of a commitment to all the stuff that we know works really well and being more student centered. And, um, yeah, so I'm excited to see what, you know, what is to come uh, for higher ed on the horizon. And I mean, just thank you so much for jumping on the show and for writing this book and sharing out all this great advice and, um, just
1: really appreciate your time. Thanks, Dustin. I, uh, I appreciate yours as well. And, uh, one thing I'll, I'll just mention in closing is the reason for the, for the book is, is certainly for me to, share what I've learned and to, and to give back. And one of the ways that's really important to me in doing that is that the book has a, a buy one, give one model. So for every copy we sell, we're donating uh, to a a student in need. So uh, we're, we're obviously we're interested in, in people purchasing books, but we're also interested in recommendations as to where we can donate copies and Alinea uh, um, com is the publisher and they're, they're taking suggestions on the on the book page, so um, so we're we're excited about that part of the part of the mission and uh, helping, however, uh, helping students make the most of their experience and get the most out of college. Perfect, yeah, so that's a
0: great. Uh, you had the final thoughts and now a call to action uh, for folks uh, to end the episode with, and I think that's yeah, it's a it's a great model and just that idea where it's like yes, please, like if we can get this in the hands of as many students as possible through you know. Uh, folks purchasing it and then the donations and everything uh that would be incredible so uh, yes go check out the book Uh, like i said it'll be linked out on the show notes um and uh yeah again thank you so much elliot thank you thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast make sure to rate review and subscribe so you never miss an episode thanks again for listening and we'll see you in the next episode of the higher ed geek podcast